And it looks like everybody's back and on time. We are now open to the new episode. What episode are we on, Kathy? Do you remember? Ah, uh, like 38. I don't remember. John will double check my math. John, I double check. No I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. Aren't you looking at the YouTubes? Uh, the tubes of the U. What episode it is? Why would I do that? Yeah, it's 38. <laughs> uh, so guys we are live and it's the first time we've had everybody back in quite a while because we've had everything going on and we still got more stuff going on and something we're going to talk about uh, but before we get started we want to thank of course all of our sponsors that help us get everything done um, Mechanica Studios uh, for doing all of our graphic design work and sponsoring the pre-ramble we're going to also thank of course Broken Egg Games our main sponsor that's uh, going to be doing a bunch of stuff for us shortly, which we hope to show you pretty soon. And of course, uh, Tectonic Crest Studios, our buddy Dan, uh, providing some really cool terrain and everything. So we want to thank them a lot for helping us stay open and working. Also, yes. Uh, yeah, make sure we're, we sound good and everything. Also, um, we want to make sure that we thank all of y'all, um, our patrons, uh, which we just got uh, one more back. Uh, because we found out that they did not know that they had stopped supporting us because of Patreon not sending out an email. Um, so we want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, we definitely are changing up everything. If you haven't seen anything on Facebook, seen it on Facebook, please go check it out. Everything's changing. Everything's going to be awesome. Uh, a lot of people are going to like it. I've already heard some good things about it. Um, other than that, uh, you can also check the link down at the bottom of the page for our Patreon area. Um, and we would also like to thank the people who just follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, liking us on Facebook. Yes, that helps us out a lot. Uh, we just hit 600 likes on our Facebook page, but I think it's pretty yeah. damn cool. Uh, yeah, because you haven't been doing this for all that long, have we? No, we haven't. So I think this is really, really awesome. Um <laughs> I think John has found his mini game of the day. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we've been we've implemented some Nord chat commands. You can do exclamation point love, put a space in there and type in what you love, and it'll give you a percentage chance of how much you love it. I'm um, just counter trolling. So, uh, <laughs> uh, some other commands we will not be doing. Um, I agree with that one. Um, we will not be doing streaming of music in this. There is no song request during the podcast. Um, but we want to definitely think if you are not, make sure you hit the like and the follow. Uh, and if you want to do a subscription, we really, really appreciate that because that would help us stay open even longer. And if you're on YouTube watching us, obviously give us a like, give us a follow, hit the notification bell so you know whenever we get videos uploaded there. So you're right there on the bleeding edge as Gonzo, Gonzo uploads them like 12 seconds after we're done with the podcast on Sunday night. <laughs> the yeah. bleeding edge. Damn right, bleeding edge. I try to get everything out as quickly as possible for people. Um, before we get started and talking about uh, some of the changes we're doing and some of the things going to be happening next week, we need to... One, discuss what we're drinking and why we're drinking today, because today is a very special day. Um, or the day before a very special day. Yes. I should say the day before is a very special day, because yes. tomorrow is a very important day. Uh, Kathy, what you got? So, my dad left this room at my house last weekend when they visited Myers 
uh, rum, original, dark, and you know what? I like eating Coke. I can see that. Who would have thought? <laughs> it's Jamaican. It's ja- Jamaican, man. You're making me thirsty. You're making me thirsty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> John, what's your drink of choice today? Uh, I have got uh, Red's Wicked Black Cherry Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I'm a cherry click. And then I'm also going to start off with a shot of Evan Williams Cherry Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey <laughs> Blended with Cherry Liqueur. Uh, it smells really good. And, you know, I like to try new things. And yep. uh, I haven't tried it yet. I know the Red's Apple Ale is solid, or the Red's uh, Black Cherry Ale is solid. We'll have to see. Gonzo, what do you got on tap today? Um, actually, uh, I did something. A friend of mine, uh, Miss Erica, is watching yet or not? I'm not sure. Uh, she bought me a decanter, and so I took my bourbon from Maker's Mark and put it in a decanter, and I'm drinking Aww. from Maker's Mark today. Sweet. Um, That's so, so cool. Hi, Erica, if you're listening. She probably isn't. She's probably busy watching nerd stuff, knowing her. Congo is drinking straight vodka. Cater is <laughs> proud of you. Straight, straight vodka. Yes. So. <laughs> um, so, guys, we are actually drinking to something specific this week uh, because tomorrow is Memorial Day. If you don't know what Memorial Day is, Memorial Day is the day that we think about the people that lost their life defending our country. Um, I've had we also brothers... got the ones who are still alive, but this is the day for the ones who have fallen. Correct. This is the day for the ones that have fallen. I've had friends that have fallen because I was Desert Shield and Desert Storm, so this day does mean a lot to me. Um... So we will take a moment of silence as we have a sip to our fallen heroes. All right. Um, what we need to talk about this week, guys, is I will be out of town this next weekend. And, John, you are moving next weekend, aren't you? Well, no, I'm helping my mom, actually. I'm getting oh. ready to start moving. I will be moving coming up this next month. So, Okay. So this next Sunday, there will not be a podcast, but we have something special planned for you. Um, yeah. So since these guys are both busy, uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep the momentum going. So I'm just going to paint and stream on Twitch while I'm painting on Sunday night during our our podcast hours so if people want to join me and chat that's what i'll be doing i'll be painting um i can answer questions i can ask questions (laughs) (laughs) so what what, while we're gone kathy will be painting um she will also have the twitch and everything set up so she can stream whenever she wants um i'm hoping to set up like one day a week at a certain time and you know, for a couple hours and just, like, stream on Twitch, like, every week like that. And you're also trying so, to get an extra one for uh, just patron uh, patrons once a month, right, that, Kathy? That will be a, uh, that'll be a hangout. Yes. Oh, a hangout. Cool. Um, so if... I'll, I'll send a link to the people who will be participating in that, and that's for patrons. And it's going to be, yeah, yeah individual I... ones. Um, Sweet. The $5 plus. Also... Um, John has a new mini of movies, and since it's the end of the month, we have already charged everybody uh, for the month our four type of streams. This one is a free one for you guys, so it will be free uh, to listen to. Uh, it will be released Wednesday. Uh, see how I got all this stuff set up early and everything ready? All I got to do is click a button and say release it this day, and it's there for y'all. 
Yeah, and even last week when we guys weren't there, we we released a lot of stuff. So uh, you guys should take a take a listen to that stuff. We had uh, Adventures of Sewer Bear a little late, but better late than never. Uh, we did not play last week, so it kind of helped fill the void. Plus a one off of the Adventures of Space Bear. Uh, so <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I mean we've got we had a lot of stuff planned. Uh, like I said, just next week uh, I'll be out at NashCon. If anybody's in the Nashville area, I'll be there playing at War Machine Hordes. Come and see me. Uh, come and find me. Come and play some games. Uh, hang out with the Nashville crew. Uh, John's got something busy, so Kathy will be doing some painting. Yep. So let me go and switch over to the painting cam. Painting cam! Uh, and I actually talked with Kathy about what I was going to do with this, and I changed okay. my mind. Uh-oh. I did, I did a gonzo. I changed my mind. I thought he was going to zag. He zigged. Um, so you paint them black? Uh, actually, I wanted to... <laughs> sort of. Um... I saw something, and I thought, saw this picture on the back of this, and I thought this was really, really cool-looking style. Uh, if anybody knows, I picked up a bunch of Sylvanus stuff. I put together a ton of crap uh, yesterday. I put together almost 36 Dryads, uh, Tree Lord. So, you, you were supposed to wait till the new rules came out. I am. I'm not going to play until the new rules come out. <laughs> yeah, but... You were supposed to make sure the new with, rules with... were good. New rules are actually pretty decent from what I've seen so far. But the new paint uh, scheme I want to go they with. They said about Doom Kings, and uh, never mind. Never mind. Oh, I'm not. I'm not dissing on any particular army's rules. I mean, the game never. in general is yeah. is fine. It's no. just not deep. So no. what is it that you're trying to do? The uh, uh, black the, one with the, the black bluish? and blue one. The the black and bluish. Uh, I want to do the winter theme. Wait, the which one? Where's this one oh. right here? First. So black and blue. Yeah. So what I'm gonna think, I already got a prime black and I already got you know an extra black layer of black paint on it. You know, because primer's not an actual color, as I've been told. Um, so what I I'm don't gonna know do who's first? Been feeding you those lies. <laughs> uh, people who try and paint shame people, and respectfully, fuck you guys. Don't paint shame. Yeah. <laughs> no paint shaming. We do not. Uh, we do not do the drama. In fact, don't shame any of that stuff, unless you're media shaming because someone liked Atlantic Rim. That's okay. <laughs> so what i'm going to do first is i'm actually going to dry brush some white on this just to get it a highlighted color up because well, looking then, at the way the model ends up being doesn't it end up being gray gray uh, dry brushing or highlighting so are, no. you gonna, are you gonna go like dry brush some white on and then do like a blue wash or something yeah. over it yeah exactly and then work up from that yep that sounds legit yeah, I'm gonna use this crystal blue color as my blue color because I like the way it is. No, is that is that an ink or a glaze or I mean? It's just the blue paint that I'm gonna have to make into my own glaze. So. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry, John. I keep interrupting you. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I, I was gonna save this for my own my own um, minis and movies, but it's a good time to talk about how you can get inspiration for painting stuff anywhere. You know, the back of the box, alternate paint schemes, or even anything else you don't have to paint it like it shows on the box even yeah. like sometimes oh. it's good inspiration but like you don't have to paint they, since this came up one of my buddies not brush at dave likes the custodes models for uh, 40k but he's like i wouldn't want to paint that much gold then don't you know what do them purple no exactly. do whatever color you want i mean you could do them like turquoise yeah. and brown and that would be a very hipster kind of color scheme if you don't want your gray knights to be you know you know Metal, metallic, ooh, another color. Good lord, it's your models. As soon as you yeah. buy them, they're yours. Let your radiation yeah. go wild. Do what you, uh, you know. Yeah, look look at other armies. I mean, look at, uh, you know, like, let's say you're painting your Grey Knights, but you like the way the Stormcasts look for uh, 
for Age of Sigmar. Paint them like Stormcast. That would look awesome. Yep. When Jim Jim's painted like four Grey Knights armies over the course of years, uh, you know, for himself and for other people because Grey Knights were one of his first loves for 40k, but he never ever painted them gray or silver, ever. So you know, it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yep. You yeah. know, his, his award-winning ones were red. Paint what you want. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I want to talk about uh, since something quick about MomCon because I went to that this weekend, and mm-hmm. I wanted to say that Travis Mard runs a very awesome and clean and quick and easy tournament. That tournament was done really well, ran really quick. Uh, very little rules questions, very little judge calls. So the players That's were awesome. really, really on it. Uh, there so how many people? Uh, the first day, which was the champions event, which isn't a very popular event, only had like thirty-two. Uh, That's pretty good. But then the qualifier, which uh, had like forty-two or forty-eight, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, it was in the forties, which was really good. Yeah, which was a really good turnout. Um, and then it got broke down into the top eight and then the top eight played and then you got your champion, which, uh, yours truly got into the final table, but due to a strength of schedule, got third place, which I'm not complaining whatsoever, uh, because I played my ass off, uh, and was really proud of the way I did. Uh, there was an interesting amount of other games. Um, Guild Ball had a pretty good showing. I think they had about 20 or so people. Oh. So that was good. Um, what else? Uh, X-Wing had a pretty decent showing, I guess. I think I heard like they had about Surprising, because I've heard a lot of, uh, piss moaning and whining because X-Wing, uh, well, second edition. Second edition. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm like excited because yeah. I, I like X-Wing and anything that makes it both, the better separation between casual and tournament is so good. Yeah. So good. Um, what else? Uh, so Guild is Ball. MomCon, is MomCon, uh, just like a tabletop wargaming convention? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let's see, then, uh, they had Infinity, I think there's only about six to ten people for Infinity, and they're about six to ten for Malifaux, and six to ten for, uh, Batman? Not not terribly surprising. Those guys have always been a bigger bigger War Machine meta, and yes. honestly, War Machine to uh, Guild Ball is not a big stretch. It's a very very karmically aligned game, let's say. Yes. While really Malifaux and and Infinity are like hell and gone. Yeah. They're really different. Um, there's a lot of people demoing games. Uh, of course, our friend was doing Breachstorm. Um, then there was also quite a few. Our friend, the great one. Our friend Trevi Atridge doing breach storm. Don't don't ruin my joke. You're ruining my jokes. (laughs) You know, it's only because it's a bad joke, John. What can I say? I don't have good jokes. I only use the jokes I have. Yeah, but I laugh at the ones that are funny, and that's your clue. (laughs) Well, you know, I can't control which ones are funny. But we had it. It was a good time. Um, Finally, got to play my game against Tim. We were joking earlier in the day. Um, that, you know, what's going to happen when him and I get into the finals and we play each other and then we got in the finals and we got the finals and we played each other. Cool. So it it, it was kind of interesting, kind of neat. Um, what was he playing? 
He was playing Trollbloods. He had a really Gosh. good uh, Trollbloods list. Trollbloods seem like the army that is the the most interesting in Mark Three to me. Yeah. You know, I've always liked them since I had to paint some for some guy and he wanted them like the box art. And so I had to learn how to paint blue skin, oh, like minor art. blue, blue skin. And it was so much fun. I love those models. Still have a couple. They're orange. I wouldn't actually buy them again, but. Um, let's see. I hung out with um, Lauren oh, from Griffin Roost Studios. Uh, she was doing the judging painting. She's a good friend of mine. I actually really like how that's turning out, Gonzo. Just the, it's just so different on a dry. It actually looks pretty cool. Well, they have such cool detail on. They got a models, lot of know? texture. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much. I don't, I don't want to go too overboard with the white, but I just want it to so it'll pop whenever it you know gets. I on think it. you need to definitely get to get a smaller. I don't know if you have a smaller dry brush. A smaller dry brush and get some of those hard to reach places that yeah, the big gonna, one can't get. Yeah. Well, you know, that's where you go in with your uh, your regular brush and just use the edge of it to go in and pick out some of those finer details. Yeah, but but I have a small dry brush for such situations. <laughs> um, then you can use that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Overall, it was a really good time. Um, met some new friends. I will. Um, I'm actually going to be getting a T-shirt made, by the way. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, as you know, I play Grimkin, and I play Heretic, and one of my things is is somebody will tie up some of my models, and I will have them. I'll have a model walk away and get a free strike from it, and I'll go want to take a free strike or take a free strike, and they'll take a free strike and kill a model, which then lets me pop my Arcana on their turn on my turn, and then I proceed to beat the crap out of their army, and it was so funny. Um, because the first guy I played, he played very little against Grimkin, didn't know about it. Um, so I says, take a free strike. And he goes, yeah, take a free strike. Kills it. I go, okay, lay down um, this Trump Arcana and start bouncing around um, and start destroying his army. Well, him and his friends all came together. and was like, we've never seen that before. And that was really interesting. And so that night, they went back to their hotel room and discussed about my tactics that I was using for Grimkin against them. Like a lot of the night, because they were saying, you know, how it was done and it was really good and a, a good player. And then the next day during the qualifying tournament, I got the guy in round three um, that was in that room and I got him with the same trick. And as soon as he did it and killed the model, he like he was like, well, shit, we just talked about you doing that to us. And we said we'd never fall for it again. I, I used to do a it's similar thing. It's too tempting. And I so they fell for it. With Mad Hammer and uh, Primed, if you had only had a half inch melee range, it'd be like, yeah. free strike, yeah, boom. Like, oh, that was that was not that yeah. was not right. Um, so it, it was it was interesting. Um, I met a lot of uh, I met some of our uh, streamers, uh, or some of our listeners. Um, awesome. A lot of people, you know, says they like and they listen to us, which I thought was really good. I mean, because we don't yeah. we don't always hear from everybody. You know, we just kind of <laughs> assume. <laughs> It's the hardest thing, not necessarily hearing from everyone. I do, I do appreciate everyone who listens. Yes, uh, even uh, if we don't hear from you guys, we still appreciate you. Yeah. So it, it it was it was nice to you know go, hey we you know I listen to you. I'm like oh really cool thanks so I appreciate it. And then met uh, Vengeance, uh, him and his wife, um, made a bunch more friends. But I'm gonna get a T-shirt, and the, the guy suggested it. The the get. He had a. He says, "Why don't you put it like free strike question mark on the front, on the back? Have the heretic go. It's a trap." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, 
I need to make that have that made. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was good. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it was still good. Um, gotta thank Travis Mark again because he ran a really smooth and clean. That's always great when someone runs a good, smooth and clean tournament. Yeah. Take that little bit away, like ah, just just free to enjoy everything. Yeah. Um, other than that, I was so, really happy with the way I did it. Should we talk about a tournament that wasn't smooth and clean as part of our topic? <laughs> why, why, whatever like tournament could you possibly be talking about? I believe it was a London GT. What? For 40K? There's no such the thing as a GT. The 40K GT in London? Yeah, you'd think they'd have their shit together. I mean, what? It is London. You would think an actual GT would have their shit together. Now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure this is not one run by Games Workshop like they used to back in the day. No. I mean, I, I went to an actual Games Workshop run GT, and it was a great experience. Great people. Like, even the assholes were actually great people with this. It brought out the best in everyone. It was a good experience. This is a independent grand tournament. Uh, and, God, where to start? Start with the terrain? Um, start with the terrain. Okay, let's start with the terrain, and I have oh. something to say on top of the terrain while we're discussing well, this. Let's also fair warning. We're not trying to just bash on these guys, but it's something that everyone who thinks about making a tournament or all needs to, they need to hear this. Yes. We're, we're really, really not trying to just bash on these guys, but they just didn't do it right. No. Because... If you see pictures I, of terrain, you can you can search it. It was not good. Was I'm no guessing they put a lot of time into this tournament. I mean, I'm hoping they did, but it yeah, really rumors have it that they like didn't start terrain till like a week or two beforehand. So they, it seems <laughs> like they did not. Maybe it just snuck up on them. Maybe someone pulled out of giving them terrain, and they had to you know back up and punt. Um, in which case, you know guys, what? get that information out to us. We don't want to just you know. Rip you to shreds, I, I, I've like. got stories on that terrain. But it okay. happened last year, too. So, oh, yeah. This Come is on, the guys. second year that that's happened. So now where's the excuse? You know, you yeah. want to think well of people. I do. Yeah, in Crimson 1919, he says he saw it on the internet. It was it was so awful. It looked like they were playing War Machine. That is shots fired. I'd actually say that. Uh, so, good note. 40K cannot use uh, flat terrain for most things because... No. Most sight. things you actually have true line of sight. Yeah. So like a crater or something, you can do flat, a river, some water feature, something like that. Uh, but they have so few terrains that actually do anything. The craters are really the only ones that can actually be flat terrain. Everything else, you actually have to have terrain terrains that actually blocks line of sight. Because that is a big deal because 40K is currently, I mean, it's a flawed game because it is super mega alpha strike heavy. If you're playing it on a competitive level. So they, their hearts were in the right place. You know, I got to give up that. They were trying to get some train pieces out that were, uh, you know, would, would do something for the game. It, and It seemed to me like it's just, we need to block line of sight, so we're just going to throw this um, piece <laughs> of foam, this random piece of foam here that's this high, so that it can block the line of sight from things that are this big and not bother to even paint it. Or make it's, it look like anything. Well, here's the Why thing. Why do you use the phrase block line of sight? Because using a block is what they did. Yeah. yeah. It was just a block of foam, and it looked terrible. Hi, Erica. And when I'm, when I'm paying that much hey, to be at a GT, I, 
I need more than just a block of foam that yeah. is supposed to be representing a building or some rubble. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're a local store and you're run, trying to run a bigger event than normal, and some of your train isn't up to par, people are going to give you a pass. Sure. If you're a premier event, you're charging people good money for it. They're going to want a quality, quality train. Well, and that's uh, what you got to get your local clubs. I mean, UK is full of gaming clubs. Get a gaming club or two to sponsor you. Give those guys a shout out. Get people in there. And, and there get them were to help clubs that that wanted to. to donate terrain to the cause to to lend them terrain and they refused that's the thing is here's the terrain wasn't an issue they had good line of sight blocking terrain which was good for 40k you need that stuff functionally it was good terrain the biggest problem is is everybody offered to give them terrain everybody offered to donate terrain help with terrain and they refused and what made it even worse is they had very, very, very strict painting requirements to even you play your that. army. Can't and that. then you can't do that with the terrain. If you're going to require fully painted armies and have the strict requirements, you've got to take yourself to that next level terrain-wise. Because yeah. you, you want an event. You're going to be, I, I recall correctly, uh, based on what I've heard, they've, they, they actually streamed or videoed some of these games. Yes. More on that later. Yes. So if you're going to do that, you actually have to do the same thing. Like, if you're not going to videotape games, you're like, we'd like you guys to be painted, you know, three colors, you know, bare minimum, cool. Even then, you have to take trains and do a little something. But you can't just put the crap on the table. But no. yeah, wait, a three. Adepticon. Adepticon is the fucking gold standard of how to do it. And you know, people are working year-round. They've already started working on terrain for 2019. Absolutely. Cause, already. Cause... They and run they, a great show. They have, they have giant Rubbermaids, stacks and stacks of 50-gallon Rubbermaids full of terrain already, and they're already starting on more terrain for it's next great, year. Because it means they got like, this piece is a little, little damage. We do whatever we do with damage train, donate to a store, donate to people, whatever. Yep. Yep. And now we just, we just bring in the new stuff. You know, you can make it a table at a time. This is enough train for a table. It's a cool thing. Boom, table one done, table two done. So how are you guys going to split it up? It's great. And doesn't like I give them fair props for trying to make fair tables because they tried to make the same basic terrain on every table. But if you make the same terrain, arrange it the same way on every table, you don't get fair. You get stale. Well, even with even with uh, at Adepticon, for instance, with the Warhammer Fantasy, while well, Age of Sigmar now, um, every table was different. They would have a, a woods table, a woodland table. They would have a desert table. They would have a snow table. They would have, you know, an urban table. But every table would have, you know, one or two woods, you know, mm -hmm. trees. Uh, one or two, you know, they would have like a hill on each side. Uh, there would be like so many buildings. For each table, they would have the same number of the, the terrain features, you know, and set them up the same way, but they looked different. Mm -hmm. You know, they were they were aesthetically, you know, appealing. Well, more appealing than just a block of foam, anyways. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's tough. I mean, you're going to be you're trying to be you know a premier event. You gotta you gotta put forward the effort too. You can't just half-ass that shit. No, you can't. Especially when people offered to give you terrain, you need to take people up on that because the thing was is a lot of that terrain was very similar amongst all the tables mm -hmm. you know i i heard and this could be just hearsay but i heard that there was a european company that 
donated terrain that was a sponsor for them. Mm-hmm. And the only tables that saw the the quote-unquote fancier terrain were the tables that were going to be featured in uh, social media. Mm. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, people took videos of pictures of the other tables, so uh, uh, yeah. Who social knew? Media. Social media was everywhere. And and let's be honest, we understand if the tables you're going to videotape and 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 showcase, they're going to look better. Understandable. You put your best foot forward. That's what you do. Yeah. But there cannot be such a disparity between the two that you're like, holy shit, this is like me and my buddy, you know, at our kitchen table with some foam blocks and all playing 40K back in high school. Yeah. Back when we not, first started. Yes, exactly. Not a GT. Come on. <clears throat> Bless you. Thank you. Or whatever. So, yeah, that, that was pretty rough. Uh, the second part of this is this is not really their fault. Um, wait, wait. There uh, is something else, little... something else oh, we need to talk about. Uh, the setup. Uh, if you saw oh. the pictures of the tables, of uh, the way they were set up, there was no room to walk. That there was actually considered fire hazards and stuff of where they were. Yeah, it was so blocked that people couldn't move. Um, people couldn't get where they needed to go. Um, it it was really really like a fire hazard. People were worried that if something were to happen there, that it would have been dangerous for the people playing. Um, so that became a really big issue, um, which, you know, oops, that's a little too much, um, is, is something you have to think about because if you look at the tables, there was not much space for people to walk or put their armies. Yeah, it's kind of, I understand not necessarily, it's hard to have enough space to put your Do what you want because the pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. Being a pirate is a recipe. Do what you want because the pirate is free. You are a pirate. Holy crap, Rainer. Thank you for the raid, man. 58 people in this party. Holy crap. Damn. Rainer, you Hi, are awesome. Uh, thanks, guys, for someone. Um, we are now talking about the London GT. Uh, we're discussing the tables and the terrain. Well, I paint. Um, so you are more than welcome to weigh in on it. Some of our viewers are looking for some photos of this stuff. Yeah, but... I'm looking right now. You can probably just uh, go on... Uh... Go on uh, Google and just uh, put London GT 40K terrain. You'll get some pictures of it. It's all over the place. It's There's just not. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's just as bad as I remember. It's just unpainted foam. It's They're trying, but it just not did not come out well. And it's hard to be considered taken seriously. That's the hardest part. You know, again, the thing, if you're having some little tournament, like if I run a GT and form it all myself, I don't want to be like, oh, look, John had shit terrain. It's going to be like. Oh, hey, it's more, you know, they didn't get good terrain, you know, because there's one guy doing it. This is a whole team. It's just, it was unfortunate. Yeah, this this was a really, really bad thing for them to do. And the thing is, is they had help and they refused to take it. That's what really people should be more worried about. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't be afraid to to ask for help. I mean... For some reason, people take some shame and ask for help. Don't don't be shamed. Ask for help. Ask no. for help. Yeah. Because things help. get away from you going like, look, I'm running this big event. I need some help. You know, company, people. Like I said, there's tons of gaming clubs in the UK. Get some of those guys to help you out. Give them a shout out. Those guys love that because it'll help It'll help them people coming in there. It'll get them to play. It's, we're all in this together as a community and helping each other keeps us all together and all doing well. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've gone somewhere. 
I'm getting a lot of follows. Thanks, guys. We appreciate yeah. everybody. Thanks. <laughs> oh. um, I just, just like all the fun little uh, pictures and everybody's... Uh... All the emotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Gonzo is painting a uh, triad for uh, Age of Sigmar. He's going for a winter theme with some uh, blue, some bluish colors, which yeah, black that's going to end up looking really cool. Yeah, that's looking yeah. interesting. Um, but so, I mean, that, uh, that was one of the big problems. Is they uh, they got help, they just refused to take it. Yeah, it's that's tough. It's you know, I say probably go before the fall. Mm. So, but uh, the the second part is not entirely their fault. No. This is more of calling out the community and a little self self policing. Is apparently their overall victor was cheating his butt off. There was there was rampant rampant cheating in this game, uh, yeah. in the final game. Uh, and, and honestly, the bad. final game should probably have a judge. If he's not dedicated to that table, he'd be dedicated to that table and one or two more. Correct. So he can take a look once in a while, and he's got to step up and step in. I don't know. I'm not going to call him out. Maybe he's just distracted. Maybe he had more tables. I don't know what their judging situation was like. But even the opponent, I mean, whoever this guy was, didn't really. I mean. Maybe he didn't realize he was being videoed because on the video it's pretty darn apparent he is. I mean, we've seen some blatant cheating in the Warmer's Hordes community, and this is next level. Like, holy moly. Yeah, this was really, really, really bad cheating. Um, there was a, something that Wolf Shark on here talking about, about the fire hazard. There was also no food. Um, uh. There was a lot they of say issues. They said they had one person as a caterer for this entire event. It was just oh done my God. bad. Yeah, it's so. If you want to take something back from this, is take is that uh, this is an event that was done incorrectly. Everyone look at it, learn from it. Don't keep beating them up. I mean, they know now. Yeah. I mean, the internet is beating them up. We're just trying to bring this out to everyone so they know, so we can learn from it, and know what not to do. If you're going to an event and you get even the slightest hint that you're having problems, see if you can help out a little bit. Yeah. That is, that's why I volunteer at Adepticon every single mm-hmm. year, because I saw an event that I really liked. The people who were running it were, you know, really enthusiastic about it. And I was like, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We used to get that even for the local events uh, back when Drop Loom Games was there. And in fact, uh, at our local, our current local game store, uh, Games and Stuff, we pretty much have to, you know, it all is volunteers and all. People come in like, oh, hey, John, do you need help setting up? Can I get here a little early, help you set up? Stuff like that. That was great. Oh yeah, little I, stuff like that helps. Even I still do that now. I mean, you know, AKA PGs are gone. But every time I go to a tournament and I'm usually there a little early, I'm like, "Hey, you need help bringing something in, doing something, whatever." Yeah. Because yeah. that's just it's what we do as a community. Um, Last tournament, uh, Jim played in. I was helping the TO take down the tables after it was over. Yeah. Just you know, I knew they had to drive back to Oklahoma and. So I just helped him put the stuff away because that's what you do. Yeah. You, you help out each other. Uh, I'm also, so right now we're going to, uh, I've done a quick ink wash uh, or a quick dry brush on the white with the blue. And now I'm taking some no oil and separating those out just a bit. Uh, I'm getting this going. You might have to hit the blue again afterwards. But I, might I was get... just going to say that, John. Yeah. Uh, let it dry and then like hit some of the blue again, maybe with a little white mixed in it or with yeah. a little uh, lighter blue color. Yeah. Remember, Kathy, just because I don't paint too often doesn't mean I don't know. Yeah. 
I just don't I would, practice. I would never <laughs> say I'm looking forward to when you finally get your paint area when I set move up. Get my new paint area? Can, yeah, good lord. Be and we can paint together. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got, I mean, this sounds, this is the stupidest statement I've ever made in my life, potentially, is I'm running out of things to put together. <laughs> well, now it's about... Four days of hobby streak in a row, and you start running out of shit to put together. Um, it's crazy. Let's, so go, let's go back to this GT. Over I was just going to say, we're talking about a, a, an example of a really bad uh, mm-hmm. tournament, but what are the things that we like to see or the things that we hate to see at the tournaments that we go to? And people in the chat, if you want to comment about stuff you love or stuff you hate about tournaments you know feel free to chime in here's the most important thing from running tournaments that i've thought about keep meals in mind people are going to eat before they come to the tournament or they should if you're going to be an all-day tournament you have to either a give them a sizable enough lunch break to go get lunch at whatever options are nearby or provide an option sometimes you would be like we don't have a lot of time so we're gonna have pizza you guys are gonna have a short lunch break but we'll provide the pizza it's part of your entry fee well, our local Other guy times will be like here's an hour for lunch go wherever you like within the, the area because you can get anywhere near Glen Burnie in an hour yeah, yeah. Just be back at x time you guys get done early you got I'm like next round starts here you know starts here be back here that's what you know? we do at our, our local guy he's like all right here you go entry fees five bucks if you want pizza you can ditch in another five bucks and you can eat the pizza that I have coming in. Yeah. And I'm like, that's perfect in my opinion. Because I've actually gone into tournaments where they're like, oh, hey, John, we need a ringer. And I'm doing really well. Like, well, you know, you could pay the full fee. I'm like, no, you gave me free pizza. I'm just a ringer. Let someone else win. I don't care. Yeah. Right on. Free pizza. It's all good. Yeah, free pizza. So, I mean, they, they, they should have had that figured out. That's something that should have been figured mm-hmm. out and done no problem. Um, definitely was an issue that they had a problem with Crimson1919 says, I think tournaments should have some recognition for painting. A best painted award or a raffle prize that only people who play it painted can enter. That was my favorite. The, the, the raffle for every round you played a fully painted army, you got a raffle ticket. And at the end, we'd draw and someone would get a prize. Uh, I've that's... done best painted awards even in, you know, not painted things. I have some secret judges come by. When you're in a game store, it's easy to find some of your locals who are... Mm-hmm knowledgeable painters and have them come by peruse stuff and be like okay cool this guy's got the best army he gets the award cool yeah i've been a not so secret judge at uh tournaments before you know people have asked me to uh paint judge and you know at adepticon it was uh there were three of us who would go around and so one would be the tiebreaker but we had a rubric i mean we had a checklist of of all of the different things, and you would get so many points for this, 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 this. At a certain point, uh, then you get into the more subjective stuff. Like if you had the maximum points, then you go mm-hmm. on to the next level of judging. No, oh, cool. Which is a little more subjective. You know, it's uh, a little more of the uh, the artsy stuff, and that's the stuff that will send you into best painted category. But the rest of it is just for soft scores for the tournament itself, you know, for tie-breaking. I love soft scores as tiebreakers. Soft scores as tiebreakers are thumbs up. Uh, we actually have a thing in Malifaux right now um, where people were talking about, uh, they used a dirty word, it's called comp. That's in composition. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I was around in the 40K comp days and that sure. that stuff can't be allowed to happen. 
um, because it's not. E we can make a whole topic about this, but the short of it is, as soon as you get <laughs> pushback from the community, it means the community as a whole does not want it. Put it out of your mind. Yeah, that's good to note. If you have a tournament and people are giving you pushback about something, it means everyone does not want it. So try not to push it on them. Yeah, you need to rethink things. Like, yeah. Jim yeah. was at a bolt-action tournament uh, a couple of weeks ago, and their tournament was not that well organized, and messed up. every single every single game was a kill-em-all objective. Yeah, that's And so you either, you win, you lose. There's no points or anything, so... There was no tiebreakers. There weren't any soft scores. There weren't any, you capture this objective, you get this many points. You capture this many objectives, you get this many points. If you have this many of this type of unit, you get this many points. There was there was nothing that made it more interesting than, I'm going to take my guys and charge forward and try and kill all your guys, and you're going to do the same thing. Which is the most boring game I can think of. <laughs> You well, might as well just roll some dice at the beginning and say, yeah. oh, I rolled high, I win. Oh, I got first turn? Dang. That means I win in a 3-plus. <laughs> That's 40k sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, let's put it out there. Um, Deadloader noted that I personally don't think it matters much. Terrain blocks on his site. Doesn't have to be fancy and painted uh, up and look nice. Seems like nitpicking. Yes, it looked awful. Doesn't have to be fancy. Which is fair. It's put in a an event of that magnitude, and when you require them to be painted. I know you guys came in later uh, from the raid. Um, they required fully painted armies and all. If you're and if you're and if you're going to foist it upon people, you actually have to up your game too. Well, the thing is, is not only did they require fully painted armies, they required at a certain higher degree level than what they're what people are used to. It wasn't just three color no. minimum. No. Yeah, that's. Yeah, to, to have that and to go and to try and say that you're looking for an aesthetic for a GT where you're charging a bunch of money for somebody to play in this tournament and then have basically a crumpled up piece of paper as a bush, no. Yeah, you, you gotta you got to get a ticket up. I mean, I understand some people doesn't matter to them. That's fine. And honestly, there's a lot of tournaments people are like, we're not going to have any painting required or anything. I, I would not complain about it in that tournament. I'm like, you've stated by not requiring any painting that this game, this tournament is entirely about the playing of the game, which is fine. It is still a game. But if you're going to require the hobby aspect of the game, you have to maintain that standard yourself. Um, it's kind of hypocritical not to. It, it, it just looks very, it reflects very poorly upon you. And like I said, we don't want to beat these guys up. It's more of we want to use this example of how we can all learn from it and do better. Yeah. Um, what was it? Wolf Sharks that doesn't know much about War Machine. And there isn't a painting required for War Machine, but the tournament package highly suggests that you do, um, mm -hmm. which is why you don't see a lot of War Machine armies painted. I personally, if I run a War Machine tournament, I look for not only overall first, second, and third place, but I look for a best painted and a best sportsmanship award. Uh, because I think all of that is still painting and sportsmanship is still very very important to a tournament scene. Mm -hmm. um, so that's to go in with that. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about this guy and what he did really really wrong from a oh, lot yeah. of people's standards. Cheated this guy and, and the thing is uh, he didn't just cheat; he blatantly cheated. Uh, blatantly I'm going to do uh, before we get started. I'm going to be paint, uh, painting the base uh, an ash gray. Um, because I'm going to actually have this ground like a, 
ashen, crappy-looking, dirty ground. So, when people sit there and I'm painting the ground ashy gray. Um, and the thing is, is he blatantly cheated with, like, obvious tactics that nobody caught until after they watched the video, which was really yeah. bad. And, and it's tough. And, I, and like I said, I'm not calling out the judge. He might have more to look at it that, but... It's something as a tournament organizer you need to be aware that this is a possibility, and uh, more for the final couple tables than anything, you need to have judges paying a little more attention just in case. I mean, I hate that the win at all cost players still exist and still thinks that you know the ends justify the means cheating to win, but doubly so because you're being recorded, man. You yes, you're how idiotic are you? Well, the thing I is, know. is. He, he did some stuff. He was like, oh, and he moved some models with his glass of water or whatever he was drinking. Oh, yeah, I, I just saw that. That was fucking, like... Mismeasuring on purpose. I'm like, really? You're on video. Yes, People on video. are watching you. Um, there was one time I went to a tournament, and it was a War Machine and Horse tournament, and I wasn't there to watch the game, but I watched the stream afterwards because they streamed it live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And people are like going, this guy's cheating. I mean, they're like, this guy's cheating worse than anything else. I mean, yeah. just going off. And like the guy that was running the tournament wasn't watching the stream and couldn't watch the tur- the game because he was running around doing everything else. And everybody's like, eventually he got onto it and it came down that, you know, he was caught and blah, blah, blah. But still, this was, this is way beyond... Oh, I forgot an ability, or you know, I mismeasured or, oh, I something. Quickly, I quickly misread my dice. There was a two that I thought was a three, or some such Correct. shit like that. That happens all the time. I mean, yeah, this isn't common mistakes. And reading back and reading all the rules, the guy, the Tau player, he'd been banned from many tournaments though for cheating, which was kind of flabbergasted by me that they would even let him play in it. We, we need Tinder for, for for tournament players now? Come on. <laughs> <Sorry>. I, <laughs> now, here's the thing. War Machine and Horde tournaments, you get to find out who the cheaters are really quickly because word gets around. Yes. GTs, I understand that, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, lot more people, 40K, you can't expect a, You can't expect a, a staff to figure that out. I Correct. mean, maybe they've heard of them. And honestly, sometimes it's like, is this just someone being negative? You, you want to give anyone, everyone the benefit of the doubt. But by the same thing... You know, it's it's trust but verify. Okay, I'm going to trust that you're going to do this right, and people are just sour grapes because you're a good player. But I'm going to tell the judge when you're on a table, watch that shit a little more carefully. Correct. Just because. Yeah. And yes, uh, JMO 500. I hope he does get banned, get get shunned forever in the future. And that's much as I hate excluding people. It's people like that we don't want in there. No. Uh, we have talks all the time, like like all oh, the win at all cost players. Like those guys are mostly gone, to be honest. They, they keep getting shunned. They, they, they do something stupid. They, they become unfun to play. They, they straight up cheat, and we just sort of push them away. Like, get out of here. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. You, you're not welcome in this hobby. And you're not welcome in any hobby. And word does eventually get around, but mm-hmm. when you're at something that's international, oh, yeah. you know, and, not everybody's going to know. Yeah. And those guys especially, theoretically, a guy running an event like that, or the guys, are spending so much time looking at the event, they're not necessarily thinking about... Uh, you know, checking to see if the players are good or not. I mean, yeah. that's tough to do. I mean, yeah, I especially when you that. have that many people. Correct. Um, but I mean, this this was, and I hate to say this because there are quite a damn good amount of forty k players that are great to play, fun to play, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But 
it seems like recently the last few large, you know, 40k type bouts have been wrought with some type of cheat or problem. Uh, was Adepticon had and, and the slow play? You know why they've discovered oh, yeah. all of that? Is because people are recording these things. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at them later. Yeah. I mean, it's just becoming... And it's sad because... All right, guys. We're men and women playing with little plastic figures. This is... I mean, this is this is getting ridiculous. Um, the slow play. Everything to win. Like John says, everything to win. There doesn't need to be that. That's not... If you lose, you lose. You pick yeah. it up, you move on, you go to your next game, try better next time. Um, as a tournament player myself, playing this last one, I was sweating a couple of games. Uh, especially my first one. I almost lost it by one point, And I was like, shit. But and those then, are the games you love the most. Like, the yeah. close ones. You're like, oh, I got that. I pulled that out. That was awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I was playing against uh, Jeremy Lee, my first game of the top eight. And I lost to him a couple of months ago because he's a really good player. And we had a slug out, just beat the crap out of each other fight. Uh, and I won on control points. Can you believe this? 14 to 9. Wow. I mean, it was, I mean, we were just beating the crap out of each other, just going back and forth. And I pulled it out and I was like, well, shit, I beat him. Fucking A, I beat Jeremy Lee. And it was like, you know, an achievement for me because yeah, the he's such a good player. Yeah, the first time you beat one of your nemesis, somebody that keeps continuing to beat you because they're a good player, it feels great. Well, it's like I beat. Brett Fogel this last week, and mm-hmm. I've never played him, and Brett Fogel's a really good player, Yeah, and he just made a, a, a mistake, and I was like, I'm going to capitalize on it. I know the um, feeling. I went to a, a Mid-Atlantic team tournament, and the first guy I played with, they didn't tell me. He was like, oh, he's really good. He's, this team totally beat the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, I won. Well, fucking yay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, it was just another guy, but yeah. you know, they didn't tell me he's a good player. You're like, that's, that's extra awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, is it really worth getting that bad name and being banned from playing ever again. You just suck it up and take it. Yeah, take it take it. I mean, we've had games where someone like walked off and get gets distracted in the game store. He's like, oh, how many wounds do I have? I'm like, zero. He's like, you just hit me with four last cannons. I'm like, yeah, I rolled really shit. Then I'm wounded. <laughs> I mean, I could easily said, oh, yeah, three of them wounded. That was odd. You'd believe me. But nah, it's, I mean, they that, my dice were like, no, fuck you. Done for you. <laughs> it happens. I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, 40K is a much popular game, much bigger, has a lot more players, uh, and, and so we're seeing a lot more. But the thing is, is it's not stopping. It's not changing. But, but to be honest, it's let's not, you know, over overblow it. This is because of the tools we have available to analyze after the fact. There's always been rumors of people cheating and all that, and then yeah. to my memory, they were more prevalent but now so many games get recorded. There's so much social media. People are watching it. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually going down. We're just becoming more aware of it, which is good. So we can be aware of it, but we don't want to like make it seem like it's an epidemic when it is quite probably going down. I mean, honestly, I've noticed in at least locally that we did all cosplayers have scaled back quite a bit. There are yeah. more guys having fun. Yeah, they want to win a game, but they're like, oh, you know, I got these cool fluffy things because I like them. People are getting the, they're, they're finding the balance. And honestly, at a tournament, I don't. We don't care about when it all costs, as long as it's when you make your list. Yeah. When you're playing, you play like a gentleman. You play like a sportsman. You know, you play. You know, as they intend. Yeah. And then, you know, let your play win. Don't win because you're cheating. Because you you got someone with some rule you knew there was no way they knew about. Yeah. Win because you're better. 
Yeah. Any other win is not worth it. Um, hey, Vision, how's it going, buddy? Um, I, I, and I agree. Like I said, it's just I think people just now are kind of going. It, it, it's really coming to the limelight a lot more. Yeah. Um, which is okay uh, because we need to we need to get those people. I don't want to say out of the game, but we need people to understand that that's not what we want in a game. And it's not just get them out of the game. That's not it. No. So I'll tell a little story. There was a guy at a local store who we all knew cheated. He was cheated. He was unfun to play. So I'm standing around talking to the store staff at a games workshop store at the old Glenburnie Battle Bunker. And he goes, hey, do you want to play a game? And I said, no. He's like, well, why not? You're not playing anything. So I'm like, do you really want to know? He's like, yes. So I just gave him both barrels. And the store staff, you know, praised me for putting out the, the most impressive non you know, no profanity rant they've ever heard. We're basically told him, like, look, we know you cheat. You're not fun to play against. We know all the shit you do. No one wants to play you. And he took it. And he looked a little shaken. He walked away. And, you know, a year later, he is the most accurate measurer, the most accurate dice roller. He absolutely is doing everything all the right way. That's good. Because he, fun- he realized, like, hey, people don't want this. You know, they, they realize this, this is, I want to play more than I want to win. And he took it to heart. And, I still feel good about that. That guy became a great player. He was a great hobbyist. He became a great player, too. Everyone wanted to play him because he had a cool-looking army, and he played his game right. And there's nothing better than that. I don't care if I lose to a guy who has a cool-looking army and plays his game right. It is an honor to play someone like that. It's better to lose correctly than win incorrectly. Yeah, I mean, and then and then just hit hit up like the the, the one like say the the best thing to come out of the War Machine of Hordes community ever is the post game you know breakdown. Other games didn't do that. Now it's like common practice. It's great. I love losing a game like oh when you did this I was scared this and that and that is great. We we need to bring everyone. We we need to lead by example. Show them this is how we want the game to be played. This is how we do it. Yeah. This is how you have the most fun. This is. This is the right way to do it. But, I mean, it, it was. I feel bad for the London DT because they knew yeah, I mean, they, they wanted to have a good game. They yeah, wanted to have a good thing. It's not like they no went one, out and let's get controversy at our thing. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one makes an event going. Let's make a shit event. No one does that. <laughs> no, no. Well, we hope not. I but, mean, they had complaints about their terrain and stuff from last year, so it's not like it was a first time thing. So hopefully, and I know that they're already seeking out help from other people uh, for good. getting some good terrain and everything. They're already taking action to make it better for next year. Good. Mm-hmm. You know? So they are listening to feedback. Which is good because that's... The thing is, is they knew they messed up. They're trying to fix it, which is the best part of it. There's a difference between if they would have said, ah, well, fuck it, we're just not going to do it ever again because y'all are jerks. Yes. But they're taking an active step to do something about it which is good absolutely and uh, hopefully all the best for them next time they run it i hope people give them a chance and and and, and let it and come back next year yeah absolutely 100 well gonzo we were going to have an extended uh, movie section but if we do that we're going to have to run a little long because it is almost nine o'clock what it's not almost nine o'clock it's almost eight o'clock what the hell's wrong with you don't you do american time I'm on the East Coast. Since the capital's here. <laughs> it is the most American time. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go ahead and start. Uh, <laughs> so guys that are new, we do a media section uh, the last 30 minutes. Um, so let's go ahead and get that. We talk about movies, yeah, yeah, games, so and we, whatever. Movies, books, music, 
games, whatever. Whatever suits Do you want to be in the middle, or do you want to get it out of the way so you can just enjoy um, us, I us will, ranting? I will start out, because okay. over the last few weeks, I have been too busy to watch anything except for when my mom and dad came to visit, and we just watched some old uh, BBC murder mysteries, which no mystery. one really wants to hear about. I love them. I'm okay with watching them with my mom and dad, you know, but I've seen them like a million times, so... Nobody else wants to hear about that. I, I'm done. <laughs> um, before we get started, uh, would anybody please mind giving um, Gamer Dad, Vision, and everybody else some good shout-outs? Uh, these guys are really awesome, and of course they paint way better than I do. Um, give a shout-out on there to see them, because uh, if you don't know them, you need to start following them. They're really, really awesome people. Absolutely. Um, other than that, anybody can do a shout-out. I don't have a problem with that. Um, John, God, what is so your we first? Get, we get my first one. Um, I'm going to talk about them and how good they are. Worst first, so it just gets better and better. Okay, so you, you want to go worst to better? Worst to better. So first off is uh, last night after everything. Uh, it's funny because this is the last, most recent movie I watched. I was at my buddy Noren's house. He's part of the Sewer Bear crew. Uh, his niece said, oh, I watched that movie. It's pretty good. So we watched Gantz Zero, which is an anime. <sighs> It okay. was fuck awful. <laughs> so, does this... It has a great, pre great premise. The premise is sort of like Universal Soldier versus Monsters. Yeah. But it's, they don't explain anything in this movie. I, I'm pretty sure there's an anime that goes with it called Gantz. Yes. And this is related, but you need to make your standalone movie make sense. So the idea is someone get killed, they get teleported to a room with the Gantz thing, and they have to go fight monsters that come into various parts of Japan. Yep. They get cool weapons to do it, and then you get points like it's a game, and if you get 100 points, you get to either get better weapons, uh, resurrect a teammate, or go home with no memory of what's happening. And the problem is they jump you right into like a really mega battle where they have to go to a different city and team up with other people, and it just is done fucking poorly. Like, maybe if you had an idea everything was going on, like if you came in and you're like, you were steeped in the Gantz mythology, it'd be fine, but... You don't. So we're like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's this whiny fucker that's supposed to be, you know, the main character? Who are these other whiny fuckers who are supposed to be his friends? And who's this way too cheerful girl on the, the, the Osaka team that just does not make any sense to me at all? <laughs> and it just continues to go downhill. Like, I feel like you could totally make this a really amazing movie. Live action, animated, whatever. There's there's a lot of potential here. Yes. Uh, plus, they do that sort of... So, first off, it was obviously done in Japanese and then subtitled yep. or, or dubbed. And they watched the dubbed version, which is a mistake. But Noren made it, not me. With the exception of Kami Bop, if you're watching a Japanese animated, watch the subtitled version. The dubbed version is always shit. Yep. Some things just don't translate over well vocally. And it really hurt. And also, they try this sort of semi-real, uh, you know, anime style, and they do way too much fan service boob jiggle, and I fucking couldn't unsee it, and it was unwatchable. <laughs> I'm just so, like, I fucking can't unsee that. I cannot watch this shit. So how many space herpes do you give it? Four space herpes. Fuck this movie. Do not watch it unless you're really fucking drunk and you need to watch something. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe this anime is good. I won't try it based off the strength of this fucking thing. Gantz Zero. It's on Netflix for free. That's too much money. 
<laughs> Gonzo, what was the worst one you saw this past week or so? Um, oh crap! Hold on, I got to pull up my thing because I'm just like totally not even. I'm totally off task right now you're, thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, you're painting. Stuff. I'm painting. Was this a painting podcast. Oh yeah, a painting podcast. What the hell? We paint on this stream. Uh, okay, my worst one, and you know what? Funny, it's also a, a, a live action anime. <laughs> Uh, I finally watched Ghost in the Shell. Oh. Mm. Oh, my God, was that horrible. Now, one, I have a problem with who they cast as Major. So, I, I don't because she really looks like she looked like in, in the animated one. But the thing is, is fair. not supposed to be. Um, fair. The movie was very boring. Uh, it was very slow. Uh, I've watched the anime, the standalone complex, the whole thing. Very big fan of uh, Ghost in the Shell. But it just did not translate into over uh, live action. The characters were bland. Uh, uh, it was, I mean, it was horrible. To, to be fair, the Major is a somewhat bland character that's kind of part of the thing. But yeah, it's hard to... They're all bland. It's hard to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it was very, very bad. I was like, all right, this is horrible. I'm not going to watch this crap anymore. I suffered through it like I was supposed to. And got through the entire thing, but there is no way that that thing will get another anything. Um, oh, so but, how many space herpes does that have? Uh, you know, it wasn't unwatchable. It wasn't Turkish Star Wars, so three space herpes. Sounded like a three. Uh, just yeah. so everyone knows, since you're new here, um, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about when we talk about space herpes, uh, it's a movie from a movie called Ice Pirates. It's a classic. You should totally see that. Um, and so we rate everything by how many space herpes it has. Yeah, space herpes. We used to use shots of Kraken, but we need to evolve with the time. <laughs> we may we may fall so back. Yeah, in the yeah. The shittier the movie, the more space herpes it has. Uh, so uh, next out of five movies, Gonzo and I both have five movies, so we might go a little longer. It it, it it's potential. Um, let me think of the ones I saw. That one, that one, that one. <sighs> Toss up. I will say technically the next next worst movie is Delta Force. And I'm talking about the old Chuck Norris one. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin, Steve James, uh, Robert Forrester, who I really like, even though he's playing not his race at all. But I guess at that point, it's kind of hard to find Middle Eastern actors. So I'll give him a pass. Uh, and it's basically the story of a flight, an airline flight that gets hijacked by, uh, you know, uh, let's say, I'm not going to say Islamic because they never actually maintain that they're Islamic by Middle Eastern extremists who, you know, a revolutionary new world order. It, the biggest problem, let me start by saying, this is a bad movie. And you know how there are good bad movies? This is a great bad movie. Okay. But it's still a bad movie. Because they really just try so hard to make it more serious than it needs to be. You know, you're expecting a good action romp with a name like Delta Force starring Chuck Norris. And they really get kind of heavy with, you know, them pulling the Jews off the plane and store and, and hiding them and just the, the kind of heaviness of it. But to be fair, they don't show the bad guys as being absolute the worst human scum in the universe when, you know, they're nice to children. They, they're understanding at occasional points and they can be they're just obviously people that are being pushed beyond what they can because of the way, you know, world politics is and i think this is a car obviously way way pre 9-11 this is a late 80s movie um so the fair play to them for that and 
God, the beginning of the movie is paced really kind of poorly. It's kind of slow and all. But when you get to the last 45 minutes and like the four part action extravaganza that is their finale, it just takes it up a notch and is fucking amazing. Um, oh, God, it's it's kind of like G.I. Joe Congo, but it's the, the only there's only one major character, and that is fucking Chuck Norris. And he whoops some people's asses. Um, it's just kind of weird the way they do it. You know, Chuck Norris, you try and get him some martial arts action. He only has one fist fight scene, really. And he beats the crap out of Robert Forrester. It's not even close. Like, you want to talk about movies where it's like the, the hero was never in any real danger? <laughs> Chuck Norris was in no real danger in that entire fight scene. <laughs> but the real star of the movie is just the actual, like, the camaraderie between a couple of the main characters is pretty enjoyable, but... They have this motorcycle they have that has rockets on the front and fires mortars at the back and machine guns. It is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so your, your five-year-old self was like Glee. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love this movie. I saw it a ton when I was a kid. It's on Amazon Prime for free. I suggest checking it out. Um, I give it two shots of crack and maybe two – or sorry, two space herpes, maybe two and a half space herpes. It is definitely one of those – you know, I'm sitting here. I got about two hours to kill. I want to watch a solid action movie. It is a solid action movie as long as you realize it's going to be a little heavy in the front with them trying to, you know, get some points across. But they do a fair job of it. The ending is, you know, like the Dutch Force definitely whoops people's asses. They have very minimal casualties, but, I mean, it's it's very poignant at the end, um, you know, with, you know, all the, the passengers getting saved. This is not a spoiler. It's a fucking action movie in the 80s. Them coming off into like rousing band marching and everything, and they're all being greeted because they let the they let the women go earlier. Women united with their men, but out the back of the plane is Delta Force carrying their their fallen comrades and going over to their plane just to go on to the next mission, and it's kind of poignant. But definitely a great bad movie. I suggest watching it. Um, but it is one after the first full viewing, you might just start about halfway through and going, I just want to see the fucking great parts at the end. <laughs> Gonzo, what was your second worst? Uh, my second worst, and I, you're going to give me crap for it eventually because don't you Sarah what, what, what is in front of it. Uh, I really, really, really did not care too much. And it, it, it pains me because I heard it was pretty good because it, it got bad ratings at the theater. And from all the Rotten Tomatoes, was Valerian. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't I, seen it yet. Everybody said that, you know, it, it was horrible. It got bad ratings at the theater, uh, bad ratings from critics. And I don't know, it's not that it was bad ratings for without justice. Um, I think people were expecting too much from this movie, and I think that's what ruined it. Um, well, they were expecting they were expecting the magic of um, the book, or they're expecting the magic of the Fifth Element again. And you cannot yeah. that movie has no right being as good as it was. Somehow it was correct. Um, and so it was really, 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 and I think what it suffered from, not only that, but there was too much going on. And when there was too much going on, you had to try to explain and try to figure out what was going on. And I hear the two leads don't have a lot of chemistry in that. No, that kills a movie. I don't really like, uh, either of them. Dane DeHaan, I think is the main one. He just, they're pushing him on us. He doesn't have the right look to be a lead. Well, what's he funny looks is like I want to punch him in the face. I was putting together models while we were doing this, and I was like shocked because I kept on hearing um, Keanu Reeves every time he would talk. I'm like Keanu, no, it's not Keanu. 
Because for some reason, he'd send the light Keanu Reeves during the whole thing. But, yeah. Um, so I really wasn't too impressed with it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. I could have dealt, you know, I would definitely not rent it or pay for it. That's for sure. Um, but I'd say two shots of Kraken. It sounds like it's like two, two, two and a half space herpes. Or two and two, yeah. Space herpes See? Kraken. I so told you, you, you yeah. we go back and, we we go back and forth. They're pretty much interchangeable. Yes. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't something that I was going. I, I would suggest someone to watch. So I'm going to, in the middle of Minds for more or less, I'm going to throw out uh, the fact that I saw the end of season one of Sherlock, and then the first two episodes of season two of Sherlock, and all three episodes were fucking great. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a rating. I'll give it a rating later when I maybe I'm uh, done season three or four, five. How many are there? Four? I have no clue. Four. I have no clue, but There's I'm... Four. I'm going pretty far through them, and all three of those episodes are great. Um, the end of season one was amazing. The beginning of season two was also amazing. The second one of season two was very good, also. But really enjoying that. That is my current uh, my current TV show. I'm watching, if you will. Uh, I plan on following up with the Expanse season three that I'm sure Gonzo is going to interject about now. Um, no. 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 Saved by Amazon Prime. You're not going to say anything. Um, no. Okay. Well, no. I'm going to wait. Um, I, I liked that it was saved by Amazon Prime, The Expanse was, and I'm waiting for it. I just hope it goes more than, I hope it wasn't just a one-time grab just for the money. Well, I mean, fair. I'm going to give them money for season three so they realize, for that they realize that it was. They made a good choice. I'm happy. I just want to see if they're going to give it I, I, actually, you know what I'm really looking forward to? Of how much more money they pour into it so they can give them more and let them get away with more. Because yeah, they may be able made, to up more to it. I told you know, you Amazon think- Prime has made some great uh, yeah. independent series. Man in the High Castle is amazing. Yeah. Well, if you look at other stuff like The Grand Tour, The Tick, they put good stuff out. And I'm yeah. glad they decided to get into the sci-fi and not let Netflix have it all. Yeah. They got to keep in the fight. I don't want... I want Netflix and Amazon Prime to get in a fight because I plan on keeping them both. Yes. Because I feel like both are worth it because of what they bring. And I'm glad it wasn't some third party where I'm like, I don't want to have to get a third party too. Yeah. But Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I just hope that they do it. They they push it as hard as they do instead of just just being a money grab. Cool. Uh, Well... Back to my back to my actual third best movie, and this is surprising that Ray Tired Delta Force. Friday night, if you guys caught the pre ramble, you heard about my Friday night movie experience as I watched Rampage starting Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh my god. So this movie was way better than I had a right to be. Um God, it was just fucking fun. Good action scenes, reasonable premise. Um Yeah, I mean it's it doesn't stand out too great on any uh on any any part but it does just very good in all parts um i mean honestly the rock i will see rock in anything the scorpion king i love the scorpion king because it's like conan the destroyer just less silly oh Uh, it had its silliness yeah it also has jeffrey dean morgan in it who and he is if you understand the term he is fucking chewing on scenery He's just like <laughs> gnawing, just mouthfuls of scenery, playing a sort of uh, 
playing a sort of a cowboy, uh, you know, government agent. Very cool. Very cool. Um, also in it is, uh, what's her name? Harris, who I was trying to figure out why I recognized her. I recognized her from, um, the Bond series. She plays Moneypenny in the Bond series. And huh. uh, she plays a scientific scientist. Um, it gets a lot of good call outs to the actual, uh, uh, video game. Uh, the ending fight is fucking great. Um, it's just enjoyable to see. I saw it at cheap theater. As I mentioned before, it was nine bucks for me and not Brushhead Dave, uh, on uh friday peak time so that is the price is right there um i don't know if it's as good as the new jumanji to maximum dt it's different good it's it's the action movie compa- companion to the new jumanji which is more comedy um they're very similar uh i give it about two shots of uh two shots of crack and it is a good good it is a good enjoyable action movie uh doubly so if you like giant monkeys and apes because it has a giant monkey slash ape giant wolf um just enjoyable not it's not perfect it never was gonna be perfect but way more enjoyable than you'd ever thought it would be and uh, not brush it dave and i are looking forward to seeing skyscraper in a cheap theater because we've decided dwayne the rock johnson movies are gonna be seen in the cheap theater if at all possible because <laughs> they're worth that much <laughs> gonzo what's your next best one number three uh, number three would have to be Alien Covenant. Uh, You know, I actually enjoyed it. I was really surprised. There was some stuff that I can see where people had issues with because of just the way things were done. Uh, There was a lot of open ending to some stuff. You're like, "Uh, you really don't want to leave that open ended. You don't want to leave that kind of open and blank for people. Let's give them an an ending. Let's give them some information. Let's give them what we're what they're supposed to be, and and it's all about the ending, so you can't. Sp- I don't want to spoil it in case somebody haven't seen it. Um, although it's almost time for spoiler time to be up on that. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll be honest, I didn't like Prometheus enough that I probably won't. Um, you should do it because I'd like to discuss the ending with you. Okay, uh, we'll see when I can find it. Uh, it's it's on for free right now, I think yeah, somewhere. Well, I will uh, see if I can get the time. Yeah, so see if you can get a hold of it. Um, and it's mostly because of the ending. Um, overall, it wasn't bad. Uh, I can see where people had issues with. I would say maybe two space herpes max. Yeah, seems like a two space herpes guy. And he's just off of being great. Because every yeah. had space herpes, you get two space herpes, you're no longer great. Yeah. You're tainted a little bit. Yeah. So it wasn't uh, horrible. Do the best I can with that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 it had some flaws. So it wasn't too bad. Um, but I want to go to something, and this is actually ranking out of order because you did a TV show. Sure, hit me. I want to do a TV show. Lost in Space on Netflix. Okay. Okay, now I grew up with the original Lost in Space Netflix show. Or the original, uh, original show, um, which was great and fun for the time. I watched this, and balls, I had a blast. Okay. Uh, I binge-watched all 10 episodes yesterday. Wow, um, I, I'm I'm not that kind of guy, generally speaking. But uh, okay, uh, you have my attention. It was great. I had it had good humor. The characters were likable. Uh, the characters were hateable. Uh, but they took it a little different path than the normal Lost in Space type mentality. Um, was it better than the last movie? Oh, fuck tons better. Uh, uh, I enjoyed the last movie, mostly Gary Oldman, but yeah. 
Um, but the the loss of space. It, this is not a spoiler. It's not just the the first season. They bring more of what happened and why it happens. And there's a lot of background. There's a lot about the planet. There's a lot about not only the Robinsons, but the other people that are on the planet with them. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. Um, the cast was amazing. Um, I love the story behind the robot. Um, and uh, we talked about her last week, uh, Parker Posey, uh, playing Parker Posey, Mr. Yeah, uh, Dr. Smith. Uh-huh. And she, she played an she, amazing Dr. Smith. Because she was in Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Which you missed the review of of Kathy, I <laughs> and the Pussycats. Yeah, but I mean, it was really good. Her character, Parker Posey's character of Doctor Smith, was was worse honest. and evil, more evil than the original. Doctor Smith is the one part in every version of this they've hit out of the park. Yeah, um, I mean, um, God, what's his name? The guy who did the original. I yeah, I can't remember like his name. Drinking. He is great, and if you watch the videos on him on like on YouTube and all of him interviews with him. Jonathan Harris, he's fucking great. Yeah, and but then, I mean, I mean, that was the best part of the the movie too. Was fucking Gary Oldman as Doctor Smith. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was you got to hit it out of the park with him. Yeah, he's I, almost the main character. <laughs> Parker Posey did really really well as a conniving, manipulative piece of shit. Awesome, and that's the best way to put it. And it was it was great. Her scenes were really good. You're looking, you're watching. It's like she's gonna fucking yeah, she just did that. <laughs> yeah, baby, uh, just wanted to boot Smith in the ass, boot ass straight out of a hatch. Like, yep. Yeah, uh, her character was amazing. Um, the characters are good. The sci-fi is good and fun. Special effects good. Highly uh, recommend it. Can't wait for season two. It's um, on my list. I might uh, see when I can check that out after I get done with uh, Sherlock. Yeah, uh, I give it no space herpes. Oh shit! I enjoyed space. it that much. It, yeah, uh, space. Yeah. And yeah, and they they didn't catch any while they were out there. Um, awesome. I guess the robot caught it. Yeah, it, what was really fun is I was expecting you know some of that teen angsty romance crap, and they just mm-hmm. barely hit it. You awesome. know, they just barely touched it. Uh, they, I have no problem with them putting it in if it's appropriate to the age of the characters. I just don't want too much of it because let's be honest, some of us we're so far past the teen angsty romance stage, we just don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, I mean it was done very well. Um, everybody had their chance to shine. Everybody had their chance to be, you know, in the light. Um, even the supporting characters that, you know, you're just not used to that were in this because it was a new series were great. You were like, that guy's a dick. I like him. He's funny. I want more of him. Um, it was really good. I could, I'm ready for season two. hundred percent. Zero space herpes. So now I got to flip a coin because I really like the next two a lot. And they're 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 functionally equal in my eye mind right now, so I will talk about them with the one I saw the furthest away first, just so I'm not giving any actual favoritism, and that is Deadpool two. Okay, I, I'll go of, with you on that because I saw that too today. Speaking of non-angsty team romances, Yukio <laughs> and, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, I love that that I, I love the way that it's just Wade's not a dick to her. He's just like hi Yukio. Yeah. It, um. So. It is more of the same, but the jokes that they totally steal from the first one, they totally take it to the next level. Yes. Um, it is super fun. The X-Force scenes X-Force <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, God, I mean, what else to say? I mean, you got, um, obviously, Ryan Reynolds 
knock it out of the park again. It's Deadpool. This is a role he was made for. I'm glad he loves it so much. Yeah. He does so much for that role. You know, hats off to him. I liked him in movies I saw him in before I knew who he really was. You know, like Smoking Aces and all. I enjoyed his performance in that. I feel like he doesn't get a fair shake in his acting ability. But uh, this is super fun. You've got uh, Josh Brolin knock out of the park, you know, in two movies this summer, two weeks apart as Cable. He was really good as Cable. Um, to be fair, if you guys are old comic fans, they sort of change the way it goes. Yeah. They use pieces in X-Men style because that's sort of been the X-Men way since they really started. They use scenes. They use X-Men characters, but they sort of change who they are. But they perfectly fit the movies they're doing through, and they tend to be fairly fair representations of who the characters are. Um, the whole plot, and this isn't really a spoiler because it happens pretty quickly, is Deadpool gets stuck with a kid, Rusty, that he has to protect. And it sort of goes from there. Um, you know, he's got he's in an interesting place in his life, and he's trying to, you know, to get over it and get going. And... I mean, it's just Deadpool hilarity. I mean, the, yes. he goes about things all the wrong way every time, but it's super funny. Domino is great. Yeah. Who says really luck good. isn't a superpower? Oh, and some of the bashes on certain comic book artists. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, that definitely. I mean, it's it's that same Deadpool humor and all that you love from the first one. It is in full force in the second one. Um, uh, my roomie is a big Deadpool fan. She was not a huge fan of it. Um, she saw that all the, you know, oh, they did this and this and this. I'm not going to say because it's a spoiler, even though it happens early. I'm not going to spoil that. But they do things that she thought was uncool. And she said they used to lose a lot of jokes. But, I mean, it's a comedy. You're going to use the same jokes, but you just kick them up a level. And I thought they did a great job with it. It was enjoyable. It wasn't too heavy. I mean, the points was heavy. It was heavy, but it wasn't too bad at any point. Just great, fun movie. Some cool cameos, especially one early on in the X-Mansion. You catch that one, Gonzo? Yep. <laughs> that was great. Um, Colossus has a good role. It is immutable. Uh, I think maybe the only negative I'd give to it is that Negasonic Teenage Warhead does not have a big big uh, part in it. No. Less than she did in the one before, but uh, she shows up with her girlfriend, Yukio, which is amusing. And uh, it's just a good, fun movie. It is. But for a rated R movie, I, I hate... It's rare to say that a rated R movie is just good, enjoyable fun. It's good, enjoyable fun. As long as, you know, saucy language doesn't get you down because uh, yeah. it's saucy language. <laughs> it's just enjoyable. I'm not going to spoil anything because it's another movie. That seems to be the theme of this year, doesn't it? Gone to movies to properly review them. You'd have to spoil the crap out of them. Yeah, uh, it, it was good. There were there wasn't any like lull scenes or horrible. Um, I think one was better, but I think that's because one was better because it was such a brand new thing. But two yes. was just as fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it, it it had sequelitis, but not in any way I'd really call too bad, unless you really have a problem with reusing jokes. You're expecting all fresh material, but that's really not fair to the movie. So um, I gave it a shot, shot and a half a crack, and sorry, uh, one, one and a half space herpes that Deadpool cut. He, he definitely cut one and a half, so he's got one and a half yeah. there. It's really good. It's just shy of being truly great like the first one, but... Man, it's worth seeing. I may see it again when it gets in the cheap theater. It seems like it'd be a good time to see twice in the theater. Yeah. And stay for the after credit stuff. Twice. Super hilarious. And, uh, you know, thumbs up for Yukio being super cute. <laughs> hey, wait, who knew? I have a thing for Japanese girl with pink hair. <laughs> Almost like a girl up with anime. What? 
Yeah, I know. Um, let's go with my next one because we're running out of time. Um, I watched the movie Morgan. Um, okay. It is, uh, and you, you think about it, it's supposed to be about a girl that's a super assassin and the whole thing. Um, to be a quick one, it wasn't bad. It was blatantly obvious of all the plot. It was so, I mean, you walked in going, okay, this is what's going to happen. But it wasn't bad to watch. Um, I do have a problem with the main character uh, fighting in stilettos out in the woods. Yikes. That's and, able, kinda... and able to do it like a ninja. Uh, is, it, is it somewhat realistic aside from that? Because that'd be why I would have a problem with it. It, it, it kind of was, but you're like, how is she doing that? And Well, okay, maybe she's trained with stilettos all of her life. I mean, uh, it's sort of, sort of thing, and it's a big movie thing. If you have rules in the movie and you follow your own rules... I'm cool with it, yeah. but if you're trying to be realistic and you start doing blatant interviews with shit like that, I start to get a little out of the movie. It was okay. Um, I would say maybe two shots of Kraken. If you got okay. like a, a lazy two hours, not bad. Um, seen so better. Knowing the movie you have left, the movie you have left is better than that? Uh, actually, you know what's so sad? I have two movies left. Um, oh, shit. And, 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 I, and I have to say this because we did, we did share one together. Um, I hate to say this. But you know what? I actually enjoyed the Power Rangers movie, the new live action movie. I, I, I actually had a said that. I just want to know why. Hit me up. I'm I'm intrigued. You know? I, okay. I, we both missed the Power Rangers generation. Yeah, I, it was we were not part of high mine. school kids by yeah. the time Power Rangers came out, and it wasn't really aimed at us so much. No. You think it would be, but it really it no. wasn't. It aimed lower than us because those kids look up to those kids, and that's where you were. I, I think what it was is that I had such low hope for it that I went in going, wow, this was actually pretty fun, pretty cool, and pretty neat. Um, you actually, do get DT your... said he thought it was better than, it was actually pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was better than I thought it was. Uh, it did have some of the teen angsty stuff in there, which is okay because you're a bunch of teenagers. You expect this. You're it's fair. That's, yeah, you're supposed to. should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was nice and fun, um, beating up people, um, learning how to do their powers, you know, blah, 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 which supposedly they're supposed to have another one, which I'm all for it. Uh, the combat, it's been free on Amazon prime for a while. Oh yeah. That's yeah. yeah, Since I'm now on summer vacation, I'm like, Hey, I've got my queue loaded up on Amazon, Netflix, you know, Funimation (laughs) everywhere. I've got so much loaded up right now. Uh, but I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, characters were definitely, you can understand, they, they kind of updated the characters to a modern type you setting. Uh, which is okay, because there were some of the scenes you're like, oh, yeah, now I know why this teen is a little angsty. Um, and I hear, speaking of chewing the scenery, um, I forget her name, but the woman who played Rita Repulsa, apparently she was gnawing on the scenery, too. Yeah. But, I mean, it was really, it was really fun. I, I like villains that chew scenery. That's cool. Yeah. Like, Chewing on the scenery is not necessarily a bad thing. It just is an amusing thing. Yeah. Just means they're overacting because they're fucking enjoying themselves. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Um, I, I recommend it. I give it maybe two space herpes because it may not be your thing. My only problem is I didn't like uh, Goldar, which was <laughs> okay. the big... Because I, I didn't like the way they made him. That just kind of irked me. They could have done better with him. But, Fair yeah, enough. Artistic license and all. Uh, so awesome. that was... Not bad. Um, and I guess. I mean, we're definitely going over at this point, Gonzo. So you might as well hit us. Um, because we got it's nine twenty. It's sorry, eight twenty nine your time, yeah. and we've still got a movie each. 
All right. I'll be quick with this one because it's actually a rehash. Um, as you know, I'm a high school teacher, and but I teach behavior kids, so I told them if they behaved this one day, we'd watch movies the rest of the week. Um, so I watched two, one movie and one series. I put in the reboot TV series from the early 90s. Oh, cool. Uh, and my boys, they're dying for me to come in and show them the rest of the series. We only got up into series two, and they're like, we want to see series three and four. Come on, come on. Please come in. I'm like, I'm not working, guys. I can't come in. They're like, can you let us borrow it? We want to watch the rest of Reboot. They would walk into my classroom, all sit down, and like tap their chest going, Reboot! And they were like, we're ready. And I'm like, it was so amazing. Awesome. Um, that is a series that is way better than any right to be. Correct. Uh, and the other rehash that we did is we watched Big Hero 6. I, I, uh, after looking at it, I wrote down some of your lists. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, that's that's his, his, his best movie. Cause... Big Hero 6, to me, I could watch that all the time. I mean, it's got it's got the heart. It's got soul. It's got everything. Uh, it is the second best animated superhero movie behind The Incredibles. And, boy, that's a really close second. It yeah, is. Like, The Incredibles won by a nose. It was. It's still really, really good. I mean, kids get... Um, Kids still love it, and they still get choked up, which is also I showed them Iron Giant too, and oh, choked people, up. Talk about choked up. People cry during that all the time. Uh, I, I had girls, I had the girls crying, and were just oh, yeah. like, "No, this is bullshit. This is bullshit, nope. Mister. Uh, no, this, this is gonna." I'm like, "Just watch the movie. This is life. <laughs> You've got to realize this is life. It is poignant, and this shit happens, and you yeah. got to be ready for it. And this this helps teach you." So, I mean, those were really good. I give them zeros. So I'm oh, actually yeah. going to finish watching the rest of Reboot on my own here at the <laughs> house because I can't. I'm like, I can't stop in the middle of the season and not rewatch it. So, all right, done. I'm going to drink the rest of my bourbon while you talk about your last one. So my last one, uh, remember, I did the last two only in order of which I saw them. And I saw Solo yesterday because I mm-hmm. out of the house because it was Remy's birthday. Remy's, uh, Significant other's birthday, so they wanted me out. So I'm like, got nothing to do. Let's go watch Solo. So watch Solo in the local theater, and damn, it was way better than I ever thought it would be. Good. I mean, if you understand that they basically fired the directors mostly through the movie because they weren't really being Star Wars enough. They were doing their own thing rather than Star Wars. The fact that it is as good as it is is amazing. It's enjoyable. Um... Honestly, about about the time you meet Lando Calrissian, you stop thinking of this guy as some kid trying to play Han Solo, and you start thinking of him as Han Solo. But Donald Glover is fucking Lando Calrissian. Good. He and Billy Dee Williams, fucking interchangeable. That guy is awesome. He needs to get in a great property and do great things, because he can act. He channels the best Lando Calrissian. It's great. Woody Harrelson is perfectly serviceable. Um, Paul Bettany, guy who plays a Vision is in it for a bit. He is good. Uh, the female leads who are in it are, are solid. Everyone does a good role. The The biggest negative part is they have a droid, and the best thing I call this droid, the droid is not K2SO. It's trying so hard to be a quirky droid like K2SO, but it's failing. And that's unfortunate. Because uh, uh, it's, you know, they're just trying too hard, and, and it happens. I mean, these people like something, you try and mimic it, but it just sort of uh, sort of misses the mark. Uh, it's still enjoyable, but they're they're trying a little hard with that. And that may be the problem with, with a little bit of Solo, is at points it's just trying way too hard. Gotcha. It does some good stuff. It's visually stunning at points. It's very solid. And 
the biggest problem I think it is is that it's a little too Star Wars and not enough Ocean's Eleven. Uh, I think you need to take the Star Wars back one notch and add one more notch of Ocean's Eleven and you get a great, great movie. Not really good. But it was really good. It was enjoyable. Um, I hope the relatively poor box office numbers don't make them stop making Star Wars movies. I'm sure it won't. Nah. We hope it doesn't, doesn't turn them off to making like a sequel to this. Um, that being said, I don't think Boba Fett movie is the way forward. Unpopular opinions. Hashtag unpopular opinions. <laughs> Boba Fett is the fucking most second most overrated character in Star Wars. The first most overrated character I will not spoil, but they make appearance in this movie. And it's a problem. I don't like Boba Fett. I mean, I like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's cool. But Boba Fett does not deserve an entire movie. At no point is Boba Fett interesting enough to deserve an entire movie. I really hope they don't shit the bed with this one. Because if they do, then the Star Wars stories will be done. And I don't want the Star Wars stories done because there's cool things they can do from this. Though, overall, Star Wars-wise, I am pleased that they're giving people full full control. And, like, here's a trilogy not Skywalker-related you get to make. That's cool. The future of Star Wars is is bright, especially if they get stuff like Solo out there. And fucking Ron Howard, who's always been one of my favorites. I loved him in Happy Days. I've enjoyed the movies he's done. I hope he gets a chance to make more movies in sci-fi fantasy and not just come in and save things because he <coughs> he can make a movie. Because you saved a movie that had by every right should have been fucking terrible and made it enjoyable and really good. So no man, I will not bite my tongue. Boba Fett is fucking overrated. All he did was track the Millennium Falcon. Nothing the fuck else. Got beaten by a blind man. He is all flash and no actual substance. He's a solid bounty hunter, but not the greatest. Jesus Christ, he's been overrated for so many years. All right. Anyways, I've also been drinking a little too much, and I'm starting to feel it now. I give Solo the same one, one and a half space herpes. Probably hiding out somewhere in the Millennium Falcon. Lots of crevices in there. They can't find. Chewie can't get it. Oh, Chewie is great in this. Very enjoyable. Go see it. Don't let the fucking bullshit people who hate it, the negative media, stop you from seeing this. There are too many movies that get stopped by negative media. Don't let it stop you. Go see this. It's enjoyable. I liked it. I may see the game when it's in a cheap theater. I'm sure Not Brush Head Dave won't go because Not Brush Head Dave doesn't fucking care about Star Wars because that's how Not Brush Head Dave is. He gives a shit what he gives a shit and doesn't about anything else. It's enjoyable. It's one of his his wonderful personality flaws. But in any case, enjoyable. One, one, one and a half space herpes. Uh, go see it. That's the end of the media section because we're over time and I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our episode for the night, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, boo, pay attention. We do do streaming. I do paint uh, quite a bit. And Kathy will be painting also a lot more than me now. Yep, and if you guys enjoyed it, uh, check out our Patreon. We actually do even extra stuff. I do uh, two bonus podcasts. Uh, one is free to everyone. That's called The Avengers Sewer Bear. That's my role-playing group doing superhero role-playing with the titular Sewer Bear in the lead. And then I also do minis and movies where I talk about more miniature-related topics and more movies. Generally something you guys can see for free so you guys can follow along and uh, you know see the movies I'm talking about as I talk about them. Check that out on our Patreon. Um, and also I do a Star Wars RPG uh, called Daughter of the Harbinger that you can watch also. If you're a patron subscriber at $5 or higher, you get to hang out with Kathy and do some painting with her. Be with that more. said, uh, and drink more. With that I'm said, drinking more. <laughs> we're drunk. Fuck. Uh, after this, guys, I will be sending you to Fancy Unicorn. Please stay around. She it's is an amazing painter if you haven't seen her oh, yet. Oh, yeah. She's uh, a good friend of mine. Please. We're going to send you to her. Other than that, guys, 
For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. I'm John. We're out. Ron. John, you are really shit faced, aren't you? No. Are you? No. Hi. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't drive, but I'll make it down the stairs, okay? You'll make it down the stairs? Gravity makes sure I make it down the stairs, I'll make it down the stairs, okay? You'll make it down the stairs, okay? Not just dead? Uh huh. I won't be dead, I'll be okay. <laughs> Look. He is now looking at right now. I have never been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look over like I was after watching Turkish Star Wars at Wishing Weekend. Where's my love, John? Where he left me halfway through to go play in a role-playing game. I know you're not listening, John, but I don't forget. I'm like an elephant. He'll be reckoning. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I mean, the reckoning. I, I want to sign me up for the reckoning. The reckoning? <laughs> <laughs>